Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this episode, we hear part two of the Doc's one-on-one interview with NPG member Jerome Benton. And now, here's the host of our show, Dr. Funkenberry. And now, welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Here is part two of our special one-on-one interview with Jerome Benton. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Please keep doing that. Please support us. If you want to go to drfunkandmary.com, keep the funk alive, donate. We appreciate it. This Jerome Benton interview is awesome. We get to find out how the Weka Stowe story came to be. I really enjoyed having Jerome Benton as a guest, and I appreciate his time that he gave us, and I hope that you guys enjoy part two of the Jerome Benton one-on-one interview. Peace. Prince enjoyed going out for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to see what the vibe was. He got what he needed to get in that 20 minutes of hanging out. I remember... I remember when we we started meshing our relationship of him saying, you know, we'd be in rehearsal. We're going to go out tonight. I said, okay, cool. Right. Uh, where are we going? Uh, I'll come by and pick you up. We'd jump in his uh, BMW or his Thunderbird. And I'm waiting. And 10 o'clock, I'm like, okay, you should be here in a minute. Right. 11 o'clock. Okay, where is he? Where is he at? Oh, shit. 12 o'clock. <laughs> he pulls up. Now we're 35, 40 minutes from the club downtown. Right. We pull up. Double park in the no parking zone. <laughs> Get out the car. Of course, the bouncers see everybody standing there. Open the door and we walk right in. Get a quick drink. Stand around for a minute, feel the vibe. Of course, Prince was seeing what people loved. Right. What turned people on that last minute. Hmm. Honing all that stuff in into his cachet of what it's going to take to be successful. Right. We jump back in the car. We go Perkins or we go to Rudolph's. We sit around there. And we sit in the corner, and he's vibing on what people was experienced that night. Right. You know, we're all in there eating ribs and having a drinky drink. <laughs> Prince <laughs> and, and ribs uh, and drinky drink. Okay. Yeah. Well, he didn't drink <laughs> that okay. way. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we jump back in the car. And we rode back through downtown, looking at all the, the crowd clearing out from the clubs. And right. then we rode back either to the studio or he'll drop me off at the home. Right. Next morning, he'll call me. I want you to come by and listen to the song I did. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just like that. So he was in his element of nurturing what he needed to continue writing. 
Right. You know, Minneapolis, you know, you come you come to LA, you're gonna hear, you know, a bunch of soul music. Mm. Minneapolis, if the sun wasn't up, you wasn't hearing no soul music unless you was playing it on your radio. Right. Now, I will say, and I say this all the time, when I go to Minneapolis, if I'm there for more than a day, mm-hmm. there's there's an energy about it. There's creativity. Like I'll bring an, a notebook and a pen. And if I'm there for a week, I'll have about 30 to 40 songs written myself. And he's way more creative than I'll ever be. Like not even mm-hmm. a, a fingernail uh, mm-hmm. of, of funk from him. But if I can get that, I can understand where he's coming from. There's just something there. What do you think is doing that? What 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 do you think is feeding that energy? I I don't know if it's him, if it's Paisley, but there's just something there that just it want it makes me want to create. But and, remember, he didn't have Paisley. Right. I, I don't I don't know what it was, but it's it's amazing and it's euphoric, like you know, I'll I'll maybe fall asleep around 4 a.m. there and I'll wake up at 9 or whatnot and I'll feel like I had 8 or 9 hours sleep. For some reason, I feel I don't need as much sleep when I'm there either, which is interesting as well. Oh, um, interesting, because Prince had the same energy. He didn't right. need sleep. <laughs> it's just crazy. I sleep when I, I, sleep, when I sleep. <laughs> right? It's just, I cannot explain what the energy is there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but... And in Shanhausen specifically, um, yeah. but it, it's and, completely. And I lived, I lived um, about ten minutes from Shanhausen. Mm-hmm. Right before you start getting on uh, Highway what seven there? Right. Five, five. Hmm. Just it's just amazing. I can't explain it, and mm-hmm. I don't really like the winters there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summers. Eh, they're all right. You just got to make sure the mosquitoes don't want to take a bite of you. Um, but it's very interesting to say the least, the energy that's there. Well, you know, growing up there in the, in the, in the elements of mother nature, you just learn, take it as it comes. It, it toughens you up. You know, it's an element of the day, you know, as a kid, you know, it was snow. Mm-hmm. Shoot. We have to walk three, four miles to school. In the snow, we didn't have snow days, right? Unless it was just really just a blizzard, right? We were climbing, we were climbing over three foot high snow banks, left by snow plows, Hmm. and then having to walk home, right? And so, you know, I think it toughened us up, right? Now, to go go along with everything else about Minneapolis that was tough. You got to remember, we were we were in a community that was um, less than less than 2% black at the time, yeah. Totally. Just crazy. So now, we were dealing with, you know, the ways of of Minneapolis. Yeah. Now, 1987, well, 86 comes um Disbands a revolution, and that'll be for another podcast with Bobby or anything else who wants to speak on it. Now, were there plans when it came to Sign of the Times? Because, you know, you had Wally, you had Brooks in there. Where Was there 
a time where you going were going to be involved going forward with Sign of the Times or any other projects? No, I had I had um I had started that <clears throat> the departure. Okay. Un- unknowingly at that time. Right. Um, Prince had a problem with me taking the elements that I brought to his his palette of okay. entertainment and mm-hmm. seeing me do stuff with Janet. He had an issue with that. Um, and I understand. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. And um, we departed ways at that time. We remained mm-hmm. friends. Right. Uh, but, you know, I was told I couldn't work both sides of the fence. Right. Understandable. Hey, I had to understand it. I was okay with it. Right. Um, You know, after finding out, you know, things that were 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 um, presented to me and and never got to me, um, never never became you know remorseful of it. Just you know, it was just time for me to go. You know, I was never I was never ever not going to work with my brother. (laughs) Right. Terry, there, ain't, yeah. there ain't nothing that ever can come between that. I, I don't care. Right. You know? And, um, and uh, they, they're, they're great doing what they do. Right. <clears throat> and the only thing it has to do with Prince is that, you know, that they worked for Prince for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which you did. Simple. Which you did. And you worked closely with him. Yeah. Uh, through a few tours, through Purple Rain, through Under the Tree. Through a few tours. And, yeah. and the, the creativity, like I said, that, that was um, uh, found in my spirit, he helped me hone in on it. Right. You know, uh, you know the record store scene, you know, mm-hmm. that was something that really happened in a, one of the first meetings that we uh, had with Christian Scott Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that became a scene in a movie and I, I think it's a pretty good scene um uh you know prince uh decided that it was time for me to move on at that time the the revolving door at paisley park became faster and faster with people <laughs> right now the record still thinks so you guys were like taking kristen scott thomas out for a Sam Cooke album. We took her out. Yep. <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. You know, you know, she was um she was being English. Right. <laughs> she was being British. <laughs> and she was talking. And you know, I was just having fun. We were having fun and we were, you know, breaking the ice on someone that was just hired to to be the lead character in, in the movie. Right. And and we got her to loosen up a little bit, and she called me a ninny. <laughs> Your ninny? Your ninny? What? Uh huh. <laughs> and I basically said, What the fuck is a ninny? Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. And she, 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 she said, You don't know what a ninny is? Uh oh. No. Your ninny? Tell me what a ninny is. Oh Lord! I said, and you're not as smart, and you're not as smart as you think you are either. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then the yeah, Prince was going back and forth, you know, laughing and having fun, having our wine. We like, mm-hmm. we loved wine. 
<laughs> we love some wine. He introduced me to Chardonnay. He sure did. Huh. And um, and uh, we're sitting there and we're kind of badgering her a little bit with fun. Mm-hmm. And and Prince said, "Recosto, you know what Recosto is?" I said, hey, "You know what Recosto is?" <laughs> Yeah. And uh, we went into the whole thing. You know, if you wanted to buy a Sam Cook record, where would you go? <laughs> <laughs> that was on, on film and tapes shortly after that. <laughs> oh, he was like, we got to put that in the movie. We got to put that in the movie. Oh, man. I'm so glad you guys did, too. Woo. Yeah. Just put it in there and, and it's a classic moment you know and it mm-hmm. seemed very fresh so i'm glad yeah. you guys had it in that was um that was one of my specific um uh, first creation creative creations and um and writing right and my organization and writing um there was a scenario that happened when the band, when the time, the original band got together for rehearsals, when I first was first hired, that that we took and changed it a little bit. It, it was the bat scene. There was a, we were in an old warehouse on Southeast Minneapolis over by the University of Minnesota. Right. And we were rehearsing and Prince was in there and a bat started fluttering around the ceiling. Oh, no. <laughs> and here we are in the basement, and, you know, brothers, you know, a bat flying around, you know, and bats don't fly straight. They wiggle and fly all over the place. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody started screaming like females, <laughs> ducking, ran down one hallway into a dead end. Mm-hmm. Ducking, and then ran <laughs> out of the uh, uh, the basement, up the stairs, and out into the streets. And that was kind of what the scene was representing in Under the Cherry Moon. Right when we were in the restaurant, when the people were in the <coughs> restaurant, and we seen the bat. So anyway, it was funny. Oh, <laughs> it was Lord. pretty funny. Yeah, I enjoy that movie so much. I. They actually played on the big screen twice last year. Unfortunately, I couldn't go. There was just too much going on to kind Where'd of you play see that. They, they played it at the New Art Theater. They had a print of it. And I know it was played elsewhere. It was just a DVD. But the New Art actually had a print of it. And I had tickets. And I just I couldn't go. It was like a midnight showing on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, dang it. I I'm hope a, they do I'm going to show up to one of those things one day. We... We, I had plans because I, I was wanting into a theater like 10 years ago and we, we came up with this idea because the new art of all places like, uh, and this is before you could do like tickets ahead of time. They're like, we want to make, like, we'd show under the cherry moon if we can guarantee it'd be a sellout. And I'm like, there's so many people I know that want to do it. Now you have it to where tickets can be sold ahead of time. And that could be a selling point. Jerome Benton will be there. But of course, if you want to do it without anyone knowing, hey, we're cool with that too. You know? Well, we could do both ways. See? <laughs> oh, Lord. Tricky. Tricky. Put down uh, the phone. Always. 
Tricky is what Tricky does. There you go. <laughs> now. Remember that line, huh? Yes. <laughs> now, after the end of the Cherry Moon, you have the Sign of the Times, Love Sexy, and then Batman. Um, then, when did uh, talk of doing Graffiti Bridge happen? Because from what we heard, like, he originally wanted this to be a movie that starred you guys alone. Is that correct? And when did... When did no, the idea we, of it started. We, we had got back together as a band. Okay. And we were planning to do our own movie. Ah. And Prince got wind of it and wanted to be involved. And our whole ideal kind of was transposed by him being involved. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we're not going to argue with him. You know, the greatness of what we do is a combination of both of us, but we give him respect for his creativity and his track record. Right. So. Right. Now. We're not going to turn him down wanting to be involved. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we ended up with Graffiti Bridge. Right. (laughs) Which is interesting. And then filmed at Paisley Park. Filmed at Paisley Park. So. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, now before it was cut down to what it was cut down to, did it make a little bit more sense? Was there more music that was left on the cutting room floor that could have made more sense to the movie of what it became? Um, I think the elements were. I think he stayed with how he foreseen the movie being. Um, it was a, a very, it was abstract. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was an abstract movie, you know, with Ingrid and, and the storytelling and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it didn't turn out the way we would expect it to. Mm-hmm. Got to remember, we came into the project wanting to do something different, right? Right. But, you know, want to be a team player, we we did what he wanted. He wanted us to do. Right. And, you know, no regrets to it. None. None whatsoever. Now, you guys had more music in it than, say, in Purple Rain. You had Release It. You had mm-hmm. Love Machine. You had Shake. Mm-hmm. And it's Love Machine it's great. Release it was great. I know Shake was getting picked up on Power 106 out here of all places in 92.3. So was getting radio play even after uh, the movie didn't do too well. But but right. Thieves, Thieves in the Temple and Round and Round for Tevin Campbell were a hit. Shake was played on Power 106 and uh, it seems like you the, even though the movie didn't do um, too well, the music was doing well. Thieves in the Temple was a hit. Round and Round was a hit for Tevin Campbell, so maybe that's why uh, radio stations were picking up on Shake uh, by you guys and and whatnot. But what's interesting to me more so about everything um, is you guys had a plethora of R&B hits from Cool to The Walk uh, to Jungle Love to The Bird. What's interesting to me, and it boggles my mind, and I love the song to death. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorites. And I wish it got more love than it does. But Jerk Out was your guy's biggest hit 
ever compared to chart status of reaching number nine of yeah. the pop charts, mm-hmm. which it boggles my mind. You guys had all these crazy hits and jerk out was it. I love the performance on Arsenio. I loved it. Uh, even with Jesse's guitar, not plugged in on Saturday Night Live. Um, just how, how were those experiences and you guys all playing together because you didn't get to do this. Uh, before we we were we were a self-contained entity that 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 at that time right prince had prince had nothing to do with us except providing a song right and you know T- terry jimmy went back in and reproduced the song mm-hmm. and it was amazing we had outside um ideals for the video <clears throat> right we, um we we had brought in different creativity mm-hmm. fresh um around that time you know what what was going on with prince did, did, didn't prince have slave written on his face not by that time no not yet okay we're a few uh, years okay. away from it okay but yeah well it was it was, it was headed that way huh <laughs> after graffiti bridge there was a little bit more pressure of him to release a hit and he did do that with diamonds and pearls but you know it was i wonder how did you guys know around 1990 when you guys were performing on your own after graffiti bridge doing silent live doing arsenio was prince happy with that because we're obviously going to get to the whole name battle was he he was he was cool with it okay he he would come to the shows that we we did those little sporadic shows that we did and right he would praise us you know I don't think he ever had a problem with us performing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like watching a kid, right. <laughs> watching your bad little kids do something right. good. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's fairly obvious. He always kept an eye on you through whether it was controversy magazine at that time before the internet covering mm-hmm. the times performances, whether it be in Japan or other places. Mm-hmm. And then obviously uh, you flash forward to, 1998, December 30th, uh, Studio 54 in Las Vegas, where there he is as the artist uh, playing cool with you guys on stage. And we were wanting him to play uh, himself. And he was like, I'm not following. I'm not following that band. He's still <laughs> even then he's like, I'm, I'm I'll play tomorrow night. I'm not playing tonight. You right. know, and it's fairly obvious you guys were still friends. You still had all that stuff going on. And to see all of you guys performing together, there was still the love. I mean, then he had like, uh, not the, we, we kind of have a joke here when you, when you were, you were involved there, but Jimmy and Terry weren't in other, other places. Jesse wasn't involved at the time. We kind of call you guys like that group, like the part-time or the halftime. And mm-hmm. but you guys still, you know, for for the Raven to the year 2000 special, he made sure that at the time was part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So he was still keeping that relationship alive. Then Absolutely. you flash forward to where uh, a few years ago, we're hearing that the time wants to make a new album. Mm-hmm. They want to do new music. And this this comes off the cusp of the family trying to do the same thing. I think probably inspired by Sheila E's family jam 
in 2003, I believe, oh. to where they performed and they they wanted to get back together. But he got wind of it and was like, you can't use the family, you know, and then they came up with F Deluxe. So there was precedent for this. Um, but then it came time to where you guys are making a new record. And then because he wasn't going to be involved with this one, he wasn't writing a jerk out or a chocolate or a, I don't know. Should we even mention Donald Trump black version? Yeah, <laughs> you can mention it. All right. How, how did, before we get into the name change, I mean, Donald Trump black version, especially with the times that we're in now, how, how did that come to be? I know I love the express, the, the answer given Arsenio is that, you know, Morris thought of himself first, but how did Donald Trump black version come? Is it just because he was the tycoon at the time? The billionaire. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You okay. Know, Morris was Morris was uh he was that guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that guy with a bunch of money, mm -hmm. the, the most talked about billionaire at that time was Donald Trump. It could have been Donald Trump Warren Buffett version. It could it, it could have been you know Warren Buffett. Oh <laughs> black yeah, right. version. Warren right. Buffett black version. But you know it works out. Donald Trump sounds good. Right. <laughs> On a song in 1990, yeah. 1990. Now yeah. we we don't want to be a Donald Trump black version now. You sure? <laughs> no. Uh, all you need is a Pepsi and everything's good. Oh, I'm playing. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. The Jenner part. <laughs> yeah. See, we don't we don't spill tea anymore. Maybe we spill Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. Or right, anyway, right. but right. all right. So we flash forward a few years. You guys are making the time record and he gets wind of it. And is that where it all happens? Like you guys can't use the name. I own the name. You know, I played, I played every instrument on the first few records. I wrote the songs. I did this. You can't well, use the name. It's never, it was never really clear to me, you know, mm -hmm. through, through conversations, closed door conversations, you know, you know, I look at it, you know, you know, we have some, some profanity in our, our product. Right. Um, we were always posed with, do you have to use that kind of language on a record? Hell, motherfucker, yeah, we use that language. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's flavor. It ain't nothing wrong. Right. It's flavor. Right. Um, you know, with this religious following, you know. At the time, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the time for that to come out, and he owned rights to who we were. Right. But there's another, not another group of guys that can make that work. Right. The way this group of guys had made it work. Right. You know, there, there was a, there was an ego in those guys. There was definitely a talent in those guys. Mm -hmm. There was def definitely, as crazy as it is, many breakups and makeup that we had, there's definitely camaraderie there. Right. And there was a unique thing that he didn't have to spend a lot of time with us. He gave mm -hmm. us the task. And walked away, and we were able to accomplish it. He didn't have to sit with us all rehearsal and and teach us how to play things, right? Even being a buffoon, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> craziness, man. Now, I remember uh, when you guys were filming what would be the documentary that came out with Condensate. Um, it was my birthday, actually. Uh, and that was your birthday present. I had, you know, we we were. I'm driving around with, with my boy Cody, 
And uh, yeah. we see uh, Welcome Jimmy and Terry Lewis and and we're like, wait, what? Like on the marquee. And we're like, right now? I think it was called Stevie's or Johnny's someplace. Stevie's. San Stevie's Fernando. on the strip, yep. Yeah. So we, uh, we decide, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my birthday dinner here, I guess. Um, and then we're just kind of chilling, having dinner, trying to take our time. And you guys are in this private room and we hear your laugh. <laughs> now, we know that there's cameras in there. You, you, you come out, you see me, we talk for a little bit and you're like, Hey, we're going to like introduce you. I'll introduce you to Morris and, and Jesse. We're like, we're all hanging here. You're like, okay. I'm like, all right. And then, uh, we're like, cool. And of course we leave our table for a little bit to go back in there. I wasn't done with my food, by the way. And they threw it I away. I was, I was a little bit, I was a little bit upset by that. You know, I take my time, man. You know, um, they had to serve but, it to somebody else. Right. Like, and then I'm taking, I'm taking photos of everything. You, you allow me to, and you knew that I wasn't going to be posting it or tweeting it. <laughs> uh, it wasn't going to be trending that night or whatever. And, you know, I'm taking photos with you, with Morris, and then Jesse is in the picture. And Jesse was a little bit upset. Jesse's like, man, we're trying to keep this private. You're doing this. And Jesse kind of left. I'm like, uh, okay. But you guys, none of you said, Jay, don't post this tonight. Don't post this. You knew that I was going to hold on to it. And then, mm-hmm. then trending drops. And then what happens is, is that we're told it's by the original seven formerly the time and that's how we find out and then you hit me up immediately you saw that i posted it and then you're like see that that's what's up you know and you said that you didn't have a problem with the name change or other stuff if mm-hmm. if you wanted to own it um and then uh after that i posted the photos and then jesse saw me after you guys played club nokia one of the only shows you guys did is the original right. seven. And he's like, man, I didn't know that you were going to hold on to this stuff. I thought you were like, you know, break it all up that we're back together and stuff. I go, no, man. And then he found out like I was the one who took video of him at like some club show. And he loved mm-hmm. the, the footage. He's like, did you do that with your phone? I'm like, no, nah, it's my little mini recorder, which is the size of a phone. But nah. And Jesse was hella cool. All you guys were cool. My main thing is I was trying to get in Jimmy and Terry's ear before mm-hmm. everything fell apart because man, and to this day, I'm upset about it. I wanted, if I was your man from Condensate to be released as a single, either have Rihanna or someone in the freaking video. I was just imagining it. And uh, that we bothers me. We never got me. that chance. You no. Know, the elements of the craziness, the whirlwind of what our relationship is didn't allow it. You know? Right. You know, it's, you know, on and off of your relationship. Love to hate. And... Prince, like he told me that after Jesse left, um, that he called up Terry. And we, I, I know with Prince, you got to take this a little bit of grain of salt, but yeah. he, he, he was, he was being honest with me that night. He's all like, I called up Terry and said, let's go play Vegas. I'll be your guitar yeah. player. He did. And he's like, Terry wasn't having it, but how, you know, were you guys just like, Oh yeah, right. We're going to set up the dates and then Prince is going to come. But that's kind of cool that he did want to step in for Jesse, at least made the offer, you know? But that's the business, but that's the business side of it too. Right. We 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 we, re- we, we reintroduce ourselves 
under another name. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, we're the only group ever to be named, have two different names, but be right. the same group, same original members. Right. So back on the other thing is that mm-hmm. it's the original seven. The original seven has specifics. Right. And no reason for us to push something that's not original. Right. And he told me, he told me he loved the name, the original seven. And then of course, within three seconds later, after Jesse left, he goes, I love the name. Name sucks now, but I love the name. No. So he still had approval of you guys. He liked what was done. You know, he would, whenever we would talk, he'd always bring up like, you know, the reason, because I'd say, like, cool sounds a different way when he's doing the sound. And he's like, well, the yep. reason that you hear that is during the 1999 tour, I was the one working the soundboard on it. That's why I know how to make it sound the way that it does, and it doesn't sound the way with them. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of my favorite moments with, with you guys um, is seeing you at the 2001 celebration um, for the Rainbow Children. Uh, perform at Paisley Park yourself, mm-hmm. Morris, you know, Freak Juice. Um, right. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just awesome. Like, that was one of the things I was most looking forward to. Next week, it's going to be a little bit different because um, I don't know everything that's going to be happening. But that was like one of the highlights that I was looking forward to was seeing you guys perform at Paisley Park, you know? Right. I'm right. sure, f- I'm sure for you, it was special too, you know? It was special. It's always special. I just actually, somebody just sent me a clip of that. How did that, how did the clip get out? I don't know, but can I get a copy? <laughs> I just, somebody you know. Somebody sent me a clip of, of uh, uh, what was it? I'm not sure what it was. Uh, he, but I'm like, how is all this stuff popping up? He may have put a little bit on it on the music club. I know he did that with uh, Maceo's performance. I'm not mm-hmm. so certain about you guys. I'd have to like go back and look even with yeah. my memory. Um, mm-hmm. But it was good times. I mean, but you got George up there and Prince is all not wanting you guys to swear. And as soon as George is up there, it took yeah. him all but three seconds. Morris put the mic in front of him and here he goes, oh, shit. And then George, <laughs> George goes, whoops. Oh, well. Oh, well. And then... A booty ain't nothing but a butt. Bend over. All right, George. Okay. <laughs> Those were good times, though, man. Um, now, you guys would perform for several years, even before you changed the name to the original seven. You were part of the group. And then, you know, with Jesse leaving, there were some changes that happened. Um, but we love to see you at the Grammys a few years ago with Rihanna performing and being the entire band. I loved that seeing you. Fun. Yeah. And I wish that they would have had the same lighting or whatever uh, for this year's because you guys were there again. Uh, but the camera was more on Stephen Hill, no disrespect, than you guys when you guys were doing the dance that New Kids on the Block stole for you from their little hanging tough dance. And... <laughs> well, somebody, somebody was somebody, somebody was in the room, in the camera room, calling the, the shots. Right. And it is obviously it wasn't the person that knew what we do. Right. 
And it's unfortunate for us fans who've been wanting a proper tribute. I mean, you got something close to BT, but you guys weren't involved, unfortunately. So now we have this where you guys are involved and then there's more camera on Stephen Hill. Like I said, no disrespect. I love the guy. Um, it's just difficult, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fathom. done. It's a done deal. Now. Can't go back and fix it. Now, um, when we get to everything, you know, last year around this time, um, you know, you hear about first the plane going down and um, then, you know, I'm sure that you were worried, you were concerned as we all were and you're being told it's the flu, everything's good. You know, everyone calling him, checking on him. Um, then April 21st happens. Like, how did you find out? Like, who broke the news to you? Like, about the plane or well, the pl you can talk about the plane then then four twenty one the passing. Yeah. Well, I I I heard it. You know, um, I burned midnight oils, and mm -hmm. CNN you know stays on around the house, right. and I heard it then. You know, I was concerned um, regarding the plane. Yeah. Yep. I reached out, didn't get a response, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of. Um, loosely monitored through the the, um, the available information that's on online, right? Um, and I, I finally reached out to someone that you know close to him and asked that uh, asked how he was doing, and and they told me that he was doing okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, great. Tell him I love him. Right. Tell him I called, tell him I love him. And I right. left him like that. And I, I thought I might get a phone call back, you know, mm -hmm. after the message was delivered. So, right. You know, that's just how we were, you know. And then a few days later, you know. I, I called. I called and said, uh, uh, I'm checking. See how he's doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's doing fine. Right. All right. Did you get my message to him? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'll have him call you back. Okay. Um, okay, man. Let's tell him I love him. Tell him I called and checked on him. Right. Hmm. 20, 17 hours later. 17 hours later. Uh -huh. I'm outside doing some things in the neighborhood and right. um, um, comes to me and says, uh, when I'm talking to someone, mm -hmm. hey, Unc, your phone's blowing up. I said, okay, I'll be in in a minute. Right. My phone's inside. And I'm talking, finishing up on what I was doing with Oh, your phone is blowing up. Okay, okay, I'll be in in a minute. Right. No, she said, your phone is really blowing up. Mm. Well, she didn't want to, you know, tell me the information right. that she had seen on, on the news. Wow. Well. I am um, the 
person that I was talking to left. I walk in, I grab my phone, and CNN is blasting. Right. And I'm like, what? So I pick up and start trying to call my resources that could validate it, and there's no answer. Wow. Yeah. And me, me Terry, Jimmy start, you know, our conference call. Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to figure out if this is true. Right. And we sit on for over an hour, you know, just talking, you know, about the what ifs. Right. If it's true. And just a whirlwind of emotions going through. And eventually it, it, it comes out that it is true. And terrible day um you know it's like this time last year um mm-hmm. this is this has been a tough week for me um starting saturday um just the energy has been been low mm-hmm. i've been a little honored been a little honored with people around me <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh, you know listening to music listening to music that doesn't Sadden me, right? Um, yeah. Of course, you know I was waiting when, when he wrote. You know, sometimes it snows in April, and uh, contrary to the belief, it was untrue that I said to this little fucked up media system that wants to put words in my mouth. I would never said something that Prince wanted something to be played at his funeral. I would never discuss a man's right. passing right. with media, right? Um, excuse my language on that one, but that's how no, I felt. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, it's a it's a tough journey. You know, I've shared with some of my friends who mm-hmm. who are part of the you know the the Prince family mm-hmm. um, that it's been a a tough, strange week, and it's yeah. going to get even tougher as we get closer to the day. Right. And just um, you know, I'll, I'm guaranteed to find the strength to, to get through it mm-hmm. because you know, again, there's a lot of me of who I am because of him. So right, and that's how that's how I'm going to always represent him. <clears throat> I appreciate you sharing that with us. I know it wasn't exactly easy for you, so I thank you for that. Oh um, no, you know, that ship is not gonna go through the harbor anymore. Right. It's <laughs> you know, tough, I man. Go, I always look at it like, you know, you know, we didn't talk every day, we didn't talk every week. Mm-hmm. Been months and stuff that we passed. But and I was guaranteed to and the ideology guaranteed that if I go to the cliff side I could see that that cruise ship sailing sailing through the harbor. Right. Might as well not go down to the harbor anymore because that shit right. ain't going through there. Yeah. Now, um, it's just crazy because I used to, you know, you get news all the time or whatever. Hey, post this, post that. Now it's like I get court updates. And, uh, <laughs> right. It's different. It's not It's not as fun. Um, I don't get how people argue about who he is. Right. And now... Before we get into uh, some things, I want to go back 
we talked about um, you know the original seven, and then F Deluxe came to be, uh, and you weren't a part of that. Did you did you want to be a part of that, or you know obviously now you look at it, it's a little bit different than what the family was, but you had all the original members as well, and that's what you're saying about you know you're the only band that had two different names of the same members because F Deluxe did change their name, but you were not in the band, you know. Yeah, they don't fall in that category. <laughs> right. They don't call in that category. I wasn't there. Right. right. You know, sometimes you just you just stay away from energy energies that you don't want to be around. You know, I love Paul. You know, um, Suzanne's a good friend. Mm-hmm. But then, it, you know, Jellybean, of course, and Eric, you know, those are our original members. Right. But you start you start bringing folks in who who have a history of talking shit or have said things about somebody that you care about for a while, you don't want to share your energy with them. I ain't got no problem right. with saying it. Right. You know, no, yeah. I don't need to mention their names. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. <clears throat> um, I'm only going to be a clown if right. I allow you to let me be a clown. Right. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, F Deluxe is a great, band which was the family mm-hmm. but there's an element of it that just doesn't doesn't sit well with me and you know it be started becoming a uh uh a situation that was turning into something else right now since april 21st 2016 we're in april 2017 when this is being recorded have you been back to Paisley Park? Have you wanted to come back or go back? Um, I went home uh, for my mother's uh, 80th birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, I have family members. Um, and they wanted to go out to Paisley Park, so I drove them out there. Okay. And uh, I did the tourist thing. I stood up outside the gate, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all I can say about <sighs> that. Yeah, right. You know, you do you have? Do you have any? Uh, I, I'm in the best position as a fan. I was a fan that day as well. Um, something strange about that day that was an unexplainable feeling, but it is what I felt, so. Right. Okay. You know, my, my best memories are my best memories. <laughs> right. Now, what's going on, what's going on with you right now? I know that you did. Pardon me? What's going on with you right now? I know that you did plays in the past, in the previous years. What's going on with Jerome Benton right now and in the future for you? Oh, well, just finished um, co-producing a, another uh, documentary. A mm. um, little political thing, but mm. uh, they asked me to come in and help, you know, format some, some writing. Did that. Mm. Also working with my writing partner, uh, mm. Alunga 
Dale. And we're um, putting together a whole uh, conglomerate of, of uh, product and content to present at a major table reading coming up. Right. Uh, so, you know, we're looking for sponsors and looking for money and want to give some actors an opportunity to do something just really special and different. Right. Uh, I think we're, we got, I think we got some great stuff. Um, again, um, I, I went into Minneapolis a couple of years back and, and put community theater together and had the opportunity to, to exercise some folks there who never acted before and put them on stage and well, so again, that's my pet and I'm right. going to put it back up using a, um, a more professional cast right? and um, bring the presentation value all the way up. Right. All the way up. Right. Now, um, what do you, what do you want to see done with the music and the videos and the other stuff that's in the vault uh, of Princes at Paisley Park? I'm sure maybe... Hopefully you and Terry have had some discussions about it or whatnot. I think I th things should be put in the hands of people who understand what Prince was about. Mm -hmm. His creative side. Mm -hmm. I think along with that, the component of the business should be done correctly. Okay. Just because you have a big name and doing business doesn't make you have the rights to... Uh, yeah facilitate the money that could be generated from it. Um, his legacy should be respected. Respected. Um, his wishes of bastardizing his music and videos and all that stuff. There needs to be a curtail on that as well. Um, you know, the day after he, he passed, you know, things that we would have never had a chance to today if he was alive, we would never be able to, to pull that up. You know, I pull up, I pull up ants, ants carrying a piece of bread. What do I see? A Prince video uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, there's something about that. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with the family having to try to figure out how to take care of all the other business. You know, I don't know nothing. Uh, what's going on? I'm not trying to find out what's going on about it, right. but there should never be no negative side of what they're struggling to do. Right. It's sad, you know. Omar and and Tiger are, are my friends, and um, they deserve to be able to to rectify what is wrong about what's going on with this state right now. Right. And do you have anything that you kind of want to say to the fans that are tuning in? Like, cause everyone's having a hard time with it, but you know, they're still sticking by them. They're still wanting what's right. They still want to support you and things that you do. Is there anything that you just kind of want to say directly to them? Uh, I, just want, I just want, I want the fans that, you know, have been loyal to, to all of what we all do. You know, from from the beginning to you know, from Prince and his first 
time. Vanity Six, Apollonia, through all the productions and MPG, Third Eye Girls, support them and just respect, respect, you know, the, the thing that, that Prince put together. Right. No need to, no need to, to uh, bicker and badger each other about what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Prince wrote it. <laughs> Let it be enjoyed. Right. And let's try to keep his legacy alive. Let's let's make sure that the components that are putting and keeping park open are are dealing with his his legacy the correct way. Right. Right. Make it available. <clears throat> let's let's celebrate let's celebrate him correctly. I understand. Yeah. You know, you know, sometimes you know the structure of business is not the way to go. Right. I'm sure there's people out there. I'm sure there's great fans out there who could come in and and and, and guide people around. Right. Hopefully, guide people time. around through Paisley Park for right. a, a small fee instead of see that. <laughs> you know. Right. And gladly do it. And gladly do it. Right. <clears throat> Hopefully, in time. Um, my my, but but to answer your question, I just you know. And I love what what I've had the opportunity to do here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the business always sometimes messes things up. Right now, some of the business from the past is is crazy, right. but I'm straightening it out slowly but surely, right. as we all are doing. You know, and um, you know, from Purple Ranks, Under Cherry Moon to Graffiti Bridge, you know, these companies need to pay. Right. Well, Jerome, I want to thank you so much for your time with us today. Obviously, we may need you on again. We try to cover everything with you. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. not as it'd be it would take forever to cover everything that you know and have experienced. <laughs> but um, right. I thank you for taking the time with us today and being a guest on the Doctor Fun Podcast. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you. We'll be back, y'all. Much love. Keep it funky. Till next time.